0: Guys, welcome to Bruise and Builds, episode one twenty eight. I'm Mister Commodore Five, and my fellow host is Big Tuck. You How's nothing? it going? We got nothing. We you don't do stuff on TheoryCraft. Oh wait, that's a
1: spoiler. Oh wait, you saw it in the episode title. It, it could be anything. Uh, I also got a little bit of a <laughs> Yep. And right. I wanted to see if you wanted a little. No. Eight, uh, Why would I want a, that? A appetizer. Absolutely. You got a little man. Your 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 time's of I got I got water. World. There I you got, go. I
0: got dinner res here in a few hours. And I'm gonna load up there.
1: Okay, fair enough. You're gonna, that's where you gotta do all your tip. that's where you gotta do all your spitless tobacco. Oh yes, absolutely. In so fancy restaurants. You'll get kicked out of this. So normally when we do our teams meetings yeah. for work, I have my background blurred because my desk looks directly into my bathroom. Ah uh, fair. So there's that. And I've been in my dad's office, which looks awesome the last two days. Okay. So I haven't had it blurred. And then I was like they're like, oh it's really nice. It's like, yeah, uh they're like, it looks like a place that would have a lot of fash- fancy books. <laughs> Maybe like some pipe pipe tobacco. And I was like, well, I know where where my parents' liquor cabinet is. Uh, And then one of the guys, one of the managers from uh, the company I'm working for, I don't need to get into it. But like he was like, uh, at the end of the call, he's like, great work, Tucker. Um, Because there's another Sam. There's another Sam on the team who's a girl who was there before me. And then there's another girl in the company whose name is Samantha Tucker. So it's just Tucker for me. And he's like, all right, Tucker, enjoy drinking your parents' liquor. And before you logged off, I was like, it always tastes better, Tim. It's always better that way. <laughs> just like this, uh, North Coast, uh, old Rasputin kind of looks like the mm, godfather there. It does a little bit. I, I, got some, I got some beef with him. You do? I'm not going to go ever see a movie with him. Because <laughs> he talked the entire time? The entire time. And I was like trying to be like, shh. And for those who don't know, we just saw the Batman. It was amazing. Oh, because of this? No, because of that. Oh, that's right. Yeah, uh, this is the cru- this is the gr- what everyone... this was like seven dollars.
0: Uh, no, it's twenty bucks. Oh,
1: worth it. <laughs> oh yeah, look at that.
0: And guys, it now
1: opens up and keeps my dice. I ah! brought that over. I was very excited. Oh, uh, so anyway, uh, yeah, it was just like if it wasn't the Batman, a movie I've been waiting to see for like two or three. Probably years, wouldn't have cared if it was like. Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. It would have been much more fun, but I, I was trying to keep in the zone. Yeah. So, like, I'm going to already have to re-watch it just so I can keep focused for... Even something close to the entire runtime. Yeah, I I picked up on that, and it was one of those things that like I, I'm actually so thankful I didn't have to sit next
0: to him because I didn't realize how big of uh, a Batman fan marketing Ross was. Oh yes, and so yeah. yeah, he's huge, and so actually the whole movie like we were we were probably being a little too chatty at times, right? But it's because we were like digging into like lore and right. like secret Easter the tw- eggs,
1: twiddle dee D- like, right? Oh my yeah. gosh,
0: like what about this? So like that was really really cool. Did you um,
1: did you pick up? I forgot to tell you this. Did you notice in the first scene? the guy wearing the pumpkin uh, slight spoilers for the first five minutes of the Batman. The guy when people are robbing people and the guy with the pumpkin mask goes into the convenience store with the gun. Mm-hmm. Do you see what it was called? Uh. Uh-uh. So it was called the Good Times Bodega or something. Okay. And Good Times is an independent movie by the same people who did Uncut Gems. That was Robert Pattinson or as his friends me included Bob Pattinson oh. like to call him. Um, that was his first movie like got him indie cred. Good huh. times. Okay. And he had like, he was like a gangster with like a South Bronx accent. I love you. That's not a spoiler for anyone. Nobody's going to pick up
0: <laughs> on Good Times Bodega, <laughs> good times loosely tying
1: to this production
0: company that was
1: an indie film <laughs> that, that also had Adam Sandler in that it. Was in, that was in, I would say, what, maybe five frames yes, <laughs> of the entire maybe, movie? Maybe. an hour long, so. Uh,
0: you know, for that, we're going to have to blow that up. Blowing um, it up. But uh, yeah, no. So this is kind of fun. Uh, we're recording in person. Uh, we have the jankiest setup possible because uh, I decided to be a one-man TV installation company today and decided to rip TVs off my walls and try to mount them again.
1: But I think that was a good... I'm really proud of you doing that because I feel yes. like that's a, I feel like that's a service that you, a different time you might have paid for yourself to get it installed. So I like that you're doing this DIY stuff with took me four hours <laughs> to do all this. I could have paid someone $200 and been <laughs> done with it. It been
0: done now. But yeah, no. So, uh, but this is great. And I also hope the lighting is better. Got a new lighting set up as well. We're going to be uh, using that.
1: Oh,
0: God. <laughs> <laughs> you look oh, right into it. it. <laughs> um, and I'll be using it on our CMD Tower stream that actually, I guess, in the retro universe would have been last
1: awesome. week. So I like uh, these. did did you get this wreck from Bevers?
0: No, I just got those off Amazon. Okay. I was like, oh yeah, yeah do that empty. I need to I need to pick those up. I think so those were too. like thirty bucks for two or Deal. twenty. Deal. So, but yeah, no. Uh, Batman, we saw it. Uh, I gave it a seven out of ten with a recommend,
1: which I think is fair. That's a fair. I think that's a fair review. What? So what? What did you give Spider-Man Far From Home? Oh God! Out of wait, out of, wait. you mean no way? Sorry, home. no way from home. Out of the five. Well, so I go ten. Okay, that's fine. So
0: out of ten, I'd give it a nine and a half out of ten. Nine and a half. Maybe okay. even a ten out of ten. So like a four point five stars-ish. Here's how I equated it to a customer today. Um, the Batman got the same grade for me as Dark Knight Rises. Dark wow, Knight Rises. Okay, okay, okay. That yeah. And Dark Knight Rises, I was not the biggest fan of. So yeah. it, it was like there were some interesting elements, but you know, as we all make fun of the
1: Bane voice, it, you know that was a little over I, the top. Yeah. I, I I remember seeing Dark Knight Rises and was disappointed, but on subsequent views, I've grown I've grown to like it more. Sure. So I agree. That's. Probably, that's probably right, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, here, for, I'm here for that. All but right, would, look at would, that. That would be fours on each of them, though. Okay, Four that's out fair. of fives with the recommendation. But, but you, would, you would say you enjoy
0: Dark Knight Rises as much as you did the Batman, or at least from a quality perspective. Yeah, yeah, okay. yes, yes, I'd
1: agree well, with that. Well, then there we go. Both, we're both, both we're little, saying the same thing, both, it's just... Both a little overly little long. <laughs> both <laughs> of them oh. could have maybe used a little bit better of a melon. <laughs> both had Catwoman. Both. <laughs> yeah, it's the same movie. It's the same movie. I, <laughs> movie. Did, I did see a pretty scathing indictment from another person who's like, it's like they took the Nolan movie and just compressed it into one like the no trilogy because <laughs> it's like the beginning of batman the villain and then the aftermath uh, like a bigger scale oh so. my goodness well guys if you'd like to
0: support us financially and help out the channel to grow to where we don't have tv sitting on floors uh you should head over to our patreon patreon.com cmd tower uh we have four different tiers and they really up oh, yep that's there a sticker go. um yeah, we got four different tiers, literally a dollar a month, uh, gets you into the Discord with a bunch of other soft things. Plus, I want to say in about two to three weeks, we'll have our very first episode of The Collective oh, Diagnosis right. yeah. coming out. will be fun. Uh, yeah, and it's about treasures, which is pretty exciting. Um, so, yeah, just we wanted to kind of get the community more engaged. And even if you can't afford a larger monthly contribution, hey, this at least makes you feel part of the family. Um, but if you are an existing patron and you refer someone to join the collective, just have a message us on Patreon or you can do it as well. Hey, I referred this person. We'll hook you up with some free swag. You just got to let us know. We like having a little referral program because it's
1: something about the collective infecting <laughs> everyone. Uh, there, the, it'll be the complete, complete, ass, oh my whatever. God. That's, 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 that's the collective. And then the complete ass, like victims. And, and then on the far, far side, it's the complete ass. Yeah. Hit the, hit the drums.
0: Uh, uh,
1: Damn.
0: Uh, and then of course, guys, if you would like to pick up our foil playmat, maybe our holiday jun sweaters, things like that, you should definitely head over to our store, com slash merch. We do sell everything on there and we still have a promo going on. I think if you buy one of our playmats, you get a pack of sleeves for $1.99. No. Tuck, breaking news. Oh, sorry, it was actually when you buy sweaters, you get a pack for a dollar ninety nine. How about whenever you buy a sweater, you get a free pack of sleeves? Should we sure. do that? Yeah, Good. let's do, uh, that. Yeah, do that. So, hey, you know what? Uh, winter is kind of calming down. I, I got all these damn sweaters <laughs> in my basement. That's a redacted bit. Uh, so, yeah, if you guys buy a CMD Tower sweater, you're going to get a free pack of sleeves. So you should definitely go do it. Coming up. But we also do have other stuff on there, reminder tokens and all the accoutrement. Now, this video is brought to you by Zencaster. I'm kidding. We're not <laughs> sponsored by them. Uh, yep, yeah. But... You know, we, we do want to always give a big shout out to Coats at underscore Coats. He's our video engineer for the channel. So, you know, as, even though we're not going to be doing brews and builds like we normally have done on YouTube, um, he still goes through and makes sure things looks clean, but he is the sole source of doing all the video editing for MTG Action 4 News, and wearing in the multiverse Fibble Thip, and all of those specialty episodes. So definitely go hit him up and subscribe to our YouTube channel so he knows it's worth doing. And then, of course... We have our sponsor, AbyssProxyShop.com, code CMD Tower for 10% off any playtest cards. By the way,
1: you know the proxy
0: guy is now calling his proxies playtests. I feel like that's just ripping me Wait, off. really? Yeah,
1: it's just ripping us off. we this is happening to us all over the place. We're <laughs> getting, we need to get a crack legal team on this to scour the internet. We'll get Nintendo's people on it. They go on Suicides Girls and post infringements <laughs> to them if they have like a Mario. No, wait, we gotta get the Disney people. Oh, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They just crack yeah, on yeah.
0: everything. Uh, So yeah, guys, head over there. This is actually the um, person that I've used for my playtest cards that you've seen on our Game of Thrones episodes, and most recently our Najila episode. So definitely go check it out, and you can even get play tests of the exact cards i have in my deck oh, so yeah. uh definitely go do it and he does do custom as well so if you'd like to get your own custom hundred card deck or any other stuff just let him know that you came from cmd tower and he'll
1: give you that discount and thank you listeners we have no we have already heard good news that people are using oh this, yeah so we appreciate it and hope you enjoy the proxies play tests play tests
0: but now we're gonna have to come out with a new word because everyone's stealing that yeah. bastards but of course, guys, the free way to support us is just share the content you're watching and listening to, because every little bit of interaction from the collection does help. So Brews and Bills is our deck deck series. Since we conquered the path to 32, Tackle tons of EDH themes, we're going to be discussing, or rather, theory crafting a deck that doesn't even exist yet. Uh, each month will consist of new decks, and we correlate how these decks are constructed to how beer is brewed. So we broke it down into four different categories the first one's ramp and setting your board state we call that grain
1: and grains are the foundation of every beer they include both base malts and specialty malts usually in a 60 to 40 ratio this helps with the color the taste and most importantly the alcohol content <laughs> of said beer Decks always need ways to grow, stabilize, and ramp into bigger threats. And just like a grand profile, they're reading off of the same description that they've had for the last six <laughs> months. Or, sorry, three years. Uh, so, yeah, you can tell that we're really putting a lot of practice
0: in this. And then, of course, the next is how does your board interact with all of your opponents? We call that hops.
1: And hops give the beer. It's patented bitterness and herbal floral flavors. They grow in a variety of strands and help sub- separate subcategories like IPAs. Our choices help clear interact with the board so your deck can ultimately do what it wants. And then my favorite section, and it'll be definitely today, is how does your deck close out, win games, or do its weird thing? We call that yeast. And yeast are living microorganisms that eat the sugar from the grain and poop out alcohol and CO2. That's alcohol content and the carbonation. Without yeast, you'd be drinking flat sugar water. And without these yeast cards, your deck wouldn't have a way to actually win the game. And then... One of what started as one of our favorite sections, and now it's kind of like dying out. Like, it's harder and it's harder. Been like, it's either like, there's either 15 or like two. Yeah, like every that's time. very yeah. true.
0: Um, but we like to have shenanigans, just fun cards, weird synergies that are in the deck that
1: maybe don't even fit the theme, but maybe we've got a little history with it. We call that spice. And not every beer has them, but spices that their additives help separate a normal stock beer from a specialty one. It could be the pepper that turns a stout into jalapeno stout, or the addition of hops that turn an IPA into a double IPA. Addition of extra grain that turns this into an imperial stout. Not every deck is something that makes it pop, but if it does, this is where we talk. And there's usually another section, but no, because it's theory crafting. Put the cap so, back on the bottle. Put the, so, putting the back on the bottle. Without
0: further ado, let's get brewing. Uh, this month is my theory craft. This was great. This and, was really fun. Well, and I wanted to challenge myself and challenge you because Mardu is a color set that I don't have anything against. It's just, it's my Kalia deck, and yeah. I've had it forever. And Mardu usually just, it's a little boring. And so it's like, all right, let's challenge, let's figure it out. So I landed on, what if we did a Piru the Volatile deck, but make it a little interesting? So what I thought we should do is replace Kalia with something kind of fun and odd, and it's a little slimy. And I thought this board wipe weird tribal with Piru would kind of be a cool way to do that. So, you know, I really want to look for ways to get Piru out as quickly as possible, but then how do we sack him? How do we recur him from the graveyard yep. or from exile or whatever? So we don't have to pay command tax over and over and then effectively continue the trend essentially, because he is a seven, yes. seven. So He's big. T- Tuck, why don't you give everyone the deets on Piru and then... Maybe a few tidbits on how you approach the sure. spirit craft.
1: So, Piru the Volatile, uh, as I read the card off the same TV that our faces are on, uh, is a legendary creature, Elder Dragon, at a rare, not a mythic rare, which I thought that was interesting. This hmm. is 7-7, seven, seven. Uh, two colorless, double red, double green. Wait. So, sorry. Two red, <laughs> double white. Ah, oh, there we go. Double black. I just wish that it was green <laughs> so we could <can> actually <laughs> cast him on Curve. <laughs> He is a legendary creature, Elder Dragon. He's a 7-7 flyer with lifelink. He has the OG yep. Elder Dragon drawback, which in this I don't necessarily think is a technical drawback. It doesn't, It's not always. Yeah. So um, at the beginning of your upkeep, sacrifice Piru, the Volatile, unless you pay red, not green, white, <laughs> and black. And then when it dies, it deals 7 damage to each non-legendary creature. The only bit of lore I want to get into is that the original... We're all shards. Okay. And these are all wedges. This is a the first wedge. Okay. So there's could be four more of these sort of styles um, coming out in command.
0: So, how did you approach this? Because it's like we got board wipes for yeah. non legends, which, okay, that's kind of a thing. But, like, or if you're doing legendary tribal, maybe you're doing that abs and commander that you like still yes. run. Yes. Yeah. I kept so those. How did you look at
1: this? So, I really went in, I actually did a lot of research into this and actually. For the first time since the, I built the Toad Rider, hmm. I didn't do it before that. I actually watched some YouTube videos. Oh. So there's Commander's Quarters, who I think is a guy has been around for a while. Um, I am really playing around. I'm not doing as much Voltron stuff. Okay. I'm really playing around the trigger. Okay. The death trigger, right? Yes. Um, I'm playing a lot of that reanimation stuff, how to make sure you can keep him coming back. Mm-hmm. Some really juicy sacrifice outlets. Um, and then just playing a lot with that damage. Like yeah. I think... Um, I think that seven damage is quite a bit, right, to be able to do it repeatedly. And I also, something I didn't realize when I first read the card, because it's kind of a lot to take in, is he has lifelink. So you're gaining that life back every time it deals that damage to non-legendaries. Are you sure? Yeah. Oh yeah. Because he's not there. But when it dies, so when he dies, that trigger goes on the stack. But, but when he, he's still he's still there. No, he's not. He's in the graveyard. That's how dying works. Is it when he enters the graveyard? So he won't you're saying that he won't get the lifelink off of that trigger? Yeah, correct. Are you sure? Positive. Okay. That would have been cool, but I think this card would be $1,000. Right, if it was that good. Because so then that, literally you would gain like so that actually. Life. So I'm really glad that happened because I have something in my spice okay. that plays with life gain. And he is a 7-7, seven, seven, so you can yes. still get there. Um, but it was it's definitely a spice set instead of a yeast, which I thought it was. Yeah. This so, also was not
0: difficult for me to uh, think through. It was difficult for me to think through on just staying away from the staple Mardu reanimator yeah, type right, right, stuff. Right. So that's where it was a little hurtful for me. Cause I mean, I had to like talk about some staple stuff, but no. the, the way I really tried to do this is like, okay, what are some cool ways to sacrifice Piru to give me value? Not just, you know, a single mana or right. to keep another creature alive at upkeep. You know, how do I sacrifice them and maybe draw six cards or, or something. Sure. something like that? So I kind of looked at some of those things. I also looked at, how do I reanimate them without just doing the normal reanimator right. stuff? So, like, that was a little challenging. And then the seven damage to non legendaries was like really key. So, obviously, you know, the tribe that I hate will probably be entering this deck. <laughs>
1: um,
0: so, yeah, that's kind of how I try to look at it. Cause I will say it, it I was caught up on the eight mana to yeah.
1: cast. I think so. I didn't, I think to build this right, you're gonna need to have what 10 mana rocks probably more maybe more like i
0: was thinking because like you're gonna need all the mana rocks you're gonna need all the ways to pull your commander out of the command zone
1: and then ways to cheat it out like perforos bronze blooded sure yeah i think you're so i feel like a quarter of this deck is just gonna be ramp yeah and cheating them out right like probably which is just which is fine yeah but you kind of have to know that like tenant you're gonna be running your mana crypts soul rings all the talismans yeah the arcane signets like all that stuff because um, you really can't skimp on it in this build. Yeah. If you want to play him, if you want to play him top down, which we all know that you and I both like doing.
0: Yep, yeah, I completely agree. So, um, other than that, guys, I think it's just you know time to really get in here and just try to learn like what we're what we're going to be doing. So, let's head over to the grain section, and I'm going to start this off with. I feel like it's kind of a basic card, um, but you know, I I need ways to be able to draw and do stuff. So I thought Theater of Horrors would be really good for this. So a colorless Rakdos that's going to be black and red at the beginning of my upkeep, and it is an enchantment, exile the top card of my library during my turn. And if an opponent lost life this turn, you may play lands and cast spells from among them, uh, Exile with Theater of Horrors, and I can pay three colorless red, and Theater of Horrors can deal one damage to target opponent or Planeswalker, Um, and then, you know, it's 20 cents. Yeah. So it's, it's you super can, I guarantee cheap.
1: you have one, some pre-con that you bought I for four years ago. Yeah. Right? So,
0: so I, the reason I wanted to put this in the grain section, it doesn't inherently read on its face like Piru Synergy. Yeah. But my gut is telling me if I'm playing a Piru deck, I have to be doing damage to my opponents every single one of my turns. Yeah. yeah. That, that is the only way I'm going to be successful. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I agree. So I think because like we talked about, I'm going to have to have 10 to 15 true ramp pieces that's right. going to cut out the card draw, which I already don't do a lot of. So it's like, Hey, let's get an enchantment on the field. Nobody's really going to be threatened by it no. to blow it up. And this one card will now fix maybe three or four card draw spells
1: and now i can put three or four more mana rocks and i like this better in this deck than necropotence because i think that there's going to be a lot of like doubling damage out of mm-hmm. potential sources right um, and i think that that four thing is going to be something do with all this mana that you're going to rush potentially out as you yeah. get up into it um, and then eventually, you know, if you have a turn where this is sat on the battlefield for four turns in a row, you can just kind of go off naturally, and no one, mm-hmm. like you said, no one's going to blow us up. Yeah, like it's, absolutely it's, not. It's like, people are like, well, why don't you run Friction Arena? And you're like, because you're a moron. So, there you go. <laughs> well, I'm curious,
0: Tuck, what is going to be your first brain card?
1: So, this is a new card, fr- fresh off the presses, that, because, as we all know, Rakdos and Demir and Jund are my faves, I'm going to be putting this in quite a few decks. So, we are talking about the newly minted Hitsudetsu Devouring. Chaos. You literally just did this to piss me off, right? Why? I have been on fire about this. You card. don't like this card? It's no, I'm one. on
0: fire because the red promo one is oh, like eighteen hundred dollars,
1: oh, yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> now I have a
0: deck that I could use it.
1: Yes. Uh, yeah, as you can see here, it's actually dropped
0: in price eight yeah. eighty,
1: just to, to a pittance. A pittance. A- a pittance. But the green, because oh, uh, I don't get it. Whatever. It's stupid. They the yellow one looks like highlighter. Yeah, that looks terrible. Did they do that because of the Power Rangers? Instead of white, they did yellow? Ooh, I can't. Anyways, Anyways. it doesn't matter. So, Hidex uh, to Devouring Chaos is three colors and a black for legendary creature, ogre, demon. That's a 4 4 on curve. And for a black, you can sacrifice a creature in Scry 2 <laughs> as many times as you have black 4. And then for two colors and tap, you exile a top card of your library. You may pay, play cards this turn. Uh, you, Sorry. Exile a top card of your library. You may play that card this turn. When you exile a non-land card this way, hit sexu. Devouring Chaos deals damage equal to the exiled card's mana value to any target. So, I like him because he's a big blocker in the early game. Okay. Right? He's your sacrifice outlet, and you get something out of it. I like it, right? that. To scry. And then, also, it can kind of draw you a card. Sure. And, and, and since it's, it's a damage dealt, not life loss, mm-hmm. a lot of the other cards that I'm putting that are going to be doubling damage and that sort of stuff may end up Dealing, dealing a lot of damage because i think there are going to be some higher end cmc cards that you're going to be pulling out at some point um you can't burn yourself because i guess i guess we're not going to be playing top and scroll rack and that sort of stuff yeah but i like the utility of them um, this is a card i'm going to be playing a lot because it's everything that i want and something that's a Rakdos, it's a demon with a four four on curve two activate abilities What's not to like? Yeah, I don't know. So I
0: like... I will say this. I want to consider it for the deck just purely for the single black Sacrifice of Creature Scry 2. That's perfect because it allows to sacrifice Piru. We don't, you know, instead of just losing him to the upkeep trigger, lose him to Scry 2 before I draw. I think that's great. Um, The two colorless red, you know, I don't, don't actually think I'm going to get be able to burn like that much because I actually think this deck's going to be a lower CMC because the commander's yeah. eight.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like... And when you get to eight, you're you be casting him or doing things yes, with him, right? exactly. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't think it'll be too important there. The only thing I would say that I would get scared of, and this always scares me with these red exile draw things, is when it's... I can only do it if it... I can only... Oh, no, it is a play. Oh, I like yeah, that. So okay. you can't get your so lands. I can't off get it. my yeah. lands. Oh, well, never mind. Slam dunk. It's fine.
1: <laughs> Hello. Hit that explosion. Or wait, I got it. Here we go. Oh, that's clapping. We'll I'll take it. it. The soft clap. The soft, the clap, soft clap. The soft clap.
0: All right. Well, my next uh, pick is going to be a straight grain in this deck because <laughs> she is legendary, so she'll stay alive and she makes me treasures. We're talking oh, Captain yes, Lannery Storm, yes, baby.
1: yes.
0: Two colorless red legendary <laughs> creature, human pirate. She has haste. She's a two-two. Every time she attacks, I get a colorless treasure artifact token that can tap and sack and give me any color to my mana pool. And then whenever I sack a treasure, Captain Landry Storm gets plus one plus zero until end of turn. And you what get it for so about $3? three
1: dollars?
0: Is that way more than you thought?
1: This was like a fifty cent card a year ago.
0: Oh, I don't know about a year ago. I've always known it to be a couple bucks. Really? Mm-hmm.
1: How many of these do I have lying around? <laughs> Does this make? I'm wondering. So I think pirates are now starting to get more popular. Yeah. I'm wondering just because of that, if my pirate stack is going to slowly eke out of being the $50 budget that Probably. I ended at, right? Like, I obviously can't put Ragavan in it.
0: <laughs> so I really like this yeah. because I'm going to, like I mentioned earlier with my theater of horrors, I'm gonna. People need to be losing life, yeah. even if it's one or two, and so this allows me early game to start stockpiling treasures, and maybe it's like a turn early or two turns early, but at least I can get Piru right. out a little sooner than turn eight.
1: Yeah, and like it's like a one worst case scenario, it's like a one shot elvish mystic or something, right? So sure. I think I feel because the card I'm gonna be talking about also deals with treasures. I think that is like the new premier way to yeah. ramp and Mardu. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. Or one of them, at least.
0: You know, I, I'd agree with that. Um, and the board wipe, she'll never die. So even if I get her out mid to late game, you don't
1: have to worry about Piru blowing her up because she's a legend. Now, here's a real question. How long is this Sam Adams? I don't know. I'm not gonna open that. I'm gonna go to the one that's been in here for a year, you say. (laughs) Not smell good. I'm pretty sure that's skunked, but I'm gonna drink it (laughs) anyway. Oh god, that's gross. It's not that bad. All right, what's your next grain? All right. Um, so we talked about treasures. Okay. We talked about sacrificing things, and when you go to my yeast, I think that there is some there's gonna be some sort of counter shenanigans in this deck. Okay, okay. right? So um another solid card for this is out of the Silver Quill pre-curl. So you might have left them in, you may have taken them out. But Fane the Broker got some really interesting stuff here. Yeah. okay. So, two colorless and, uh, and to your point, we forgot to mention all three of these cards so far have been legendary. Yep. Right? Which is huge. Um, two colorless and black for a 3 3 legendary creature, human warlock. That's kind of like trading posts, is how mm-hmm. I look at it, right? So, um, four relevant abilities tap, sack a creature, put two 1 1 counters on target creature. Great. Free. Yeah. Put it on whatever. Put it on Landry Storm, for God's sakes, right? Yep. And then now she's even more of a threat. Tap remove a counter. Ooh, one counter from a creature I that like you control. That. Create a treasure, right? Okay. The Mardu ramp. Tap sack an artifact. Create a two-one flying uh, white and black inkling creature token. So probably not the best, the weakest of the three, in my opinion. Yeah. But late game, people you are going need down. a blocker. You have all these mana yeah. rocks that you're not using, right? Just bin them and turn them into flyers to close yeah. out the game. And then lastly, for three colorless and a black, untap Fane the broker. I think that this deck will probably rush out with a bunch of mana and will want ways to continually use it, right? So even though these aren't the best abilities to abuse with a lot of mana, I think that there is a lot of value get out of here on top of it just being a free sack outlet for your commander.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Um, you know, I've always wanted them to... And I, I don't know if there is one. I've always wanted them to print a magic card that whenever a creature's activated ability gets activated, something happens. Mm-hmm. Just because it would be so funny to do a trading post loop that literally yes. does nothing, yeah, but then yeah, this yeah. one card does a thing. Um, so, yeah, no, I think I think this is fine. Um, once again, free sack outlet, yeah. and it gives me a benefit. Um, I have Legendary a free everyone. way to be able to make a token uh, for, for treasure. So, yeah, I think it's fine. And it's less than a buck. Yeah. 50 cents. There you go. Boom. Well, uh, my next one I don't even need the keyboard for because we're just gonna <laughs> blow right through it. We're gonna we we gotta put Ashdon's altar in the deck. Oh, sure. Um yeah. so just three colorless artifact, uh sack creature, get two colorless to your mana pool. Now, some people will talk about hey, you know that's stirring upkeep. You don't get to use it in your right. main phase. That's fine because we've already talked about multiple cards now that have mana sinks. Yep. Uh, theater of horrors this guy so I don't think it's gonna be a big deal but once again I just need ways yeah. to use Piru other than just him dying.
1: I, I agree and I think like even like going back to Lannery Storm you get in two attacks with her mm-hmm. she's still a two two you can't go anywhere. Okay great you have your two treasures sacred Ashnald's altar and now you casting Piru is way easier. Right? Yeah like you're already halfway there I guess with four mm-hmm. mana. So or three yeah four. So yeah, I like it. I think you know this Phyrexian Altar. I think Ashnod's Altar is better than this because you get a better mana output for it. Yep, even if I'd it's agree. Like, colorless. But yeah, uh, how much is the real question? Is how much is that card now?
0: Oh, you know it's uh, cheap.
1: It's probably what? Oh my god, <laughs> ten <laughs> Wait, bucks. Wait, fourteen? Ten? Eleven? Wasn't this like four? I don't get it. Whatever. But oh, uh, do not be worried. Uh, you can actually pay an extra dollar more to get the gold bordered edition. No! (laughs) All right, Tuck, what's your last green card? Alright. Life is life total is a valuable resource. Okay. And I feel in this deck, you everyone else is gonna be taking a taste. Okay. So you might as well take a taste of yourself as well. (laughs) Sure. And that's why we're gonna get our old friend, the treasonous ogre, out here. Oh my god. So turn three, (laughs) miru, it's such a pittance. It's it's, such a (laughs) pittance. I don't I'll like, just I'll just slowly gain that life back yeah, over exa- four turns. Exactly right. So, oh wait, you counterspelled me. I'm just dead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, Teresa's order for those who don't know <laughs> is three colors and a red for an ogre oh, Shaman. Man. That's a two three um, off off the the stats so far that we've been talking about with dethrone. F- effectively, in my opinion, not uh, might as well be flavor text on this card. Yeah, um, but you can pay three life and add red to your mana pool, and you can pick it up for about five dollars. So I just like this. Is just a way to like diver bomb, right? Yeah. Like, I need to get P root out. I got to get this board wipe going. I mean, I do this in uh, my Vin Diesel
0: deck. So I,
1: you'll, you'll you'll figure out some way to gain the life back, and <laughs> you'll I, figure it's, it like, out. It's happen. So I just like this as like a way to get him out fast, yeah, uh, or like to pay the commander tax for six, right? It's like that, uh. There's that one card, like, Nether Bone Altar, where you tap it and pay three life to put your commander back in mm. your hand or something. Mm. It's kind of like this, except you have to pay six to only mitigate one casting of the commander <laughs> damage. But hey, like, if you have one life and the game's over, you still win it. That's technically something that
0: uh, Legacy and Vintage People and Modern constantly scream talk at to us. Bo-
1: talk to Bosh. Talk <laughs> to our boy Bosh. He'll tell you all about a life of local resource. Just Necro down.
0: Well, the only thing I don't like about it is that it's not legendary. Oh, yeah. so sure. it's literally going to be one of those that I'm going to pay for, dump fifteen to 20, <laughs> twenty life, get my commander out, and then it's going to die the next dead. turn. So that kind of sucks, but I do like it. it. It's what I would. I would actually say this is probably going to be a spice for the deck, just because yeah. it will die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, you wanna like waste, a, and you don't want to waste. And you don't want to waste the resource to bring this back. that you no, would with Piru. Piru. Right, yeah, yeah. But I think it is one of those cards that's like. Can I win right now? Yes. Right. Okay. Let me just see if I can do it. Exactly. Totally agree. Well, guys, that's going to wrap up the grain section. Now we're going to head over to see how Piru is going to deal with the hop
1: profile. So, Big Tuck, what do you got? So, all of my hops are, are interacting with him dying. Okay. Because I feel like that's going to interact with the board state. Okay. Because you're going to be able to board wipe him, right? So, once we cast him, we want to do our utmost to not have to cast him again. Okay. So I got three tiers here in terms of the investment that you have to go into it. Okay. Right? And the easiest one is Undying Evil. Okay. So this one's super straightforward, but does have some synergy. So one black for an instant. Target creature gains Undying until end of turn. When it dies, if it had no 1-1 counters on it, returns to the battlefield under its owner's control with 1-1 counter on it at instant speed for about 43 cents. Okay. So just like a kind of a, a, a free roll, right? Mm-hmm. But... Because we are playing with our pal Fane the Broker, okay, we can then remove that one one counter from him, generate a treasure, and do something else with it. If you don't want to swing in with him, but well, you can just keep him at eight, and then he's like he's still like a slightly slower than a three turn clock that he starts out with. Mm-hmm. So hmm. low mana cost. You can use this on a treasonous Org, I guess, if you really want to, but why would you? Just kind of like a, a little safety net, all on a one mana pack.
0: I like that. Um, yeah. Anything that can be as close to free as possible and saves me 10 mana, yeah. I'm all for it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, out. so I
1: I did mine a little different. different good. A good. little different. We had no community. Also, by the way, just to point this out here, we had no communication about how we were doing this at all. He sent the list over and we just went with it. Yeah, so I'm gonna start with the most
0: boring of the oh, three. Yeah, so slam dunk, slam dunk Phyrexian yeah. reclamation. You got to have it in here. It's an enchantment, single black to cast. Uh, it's an uncommon, colorless black, pay two life or turn target creature card from your graveyard to your hand for a little under four dollars. So I mean, it's pretty simple, yeah. guys. P Rude's gonna die this after the first command tax because it's still two mana yeah. either way. So after the first command tax, so this is now saving me 2 mana, 4 mana, and I'm just essentially using my life at that point. So um, this is a card that will probably get targeted
1: when people see me doing 7 so. damage yeah. multiple times. So when you're playing this, because recently we've kind of talked about... like I think, the, I think the, the trick, or the way that a card like this tricks you is you have this an opener and a black, and you just play it right away. Hmm. So I think that's a trick. In my opinion... Because it only costs three mana in total to activate, this is something I would wait to use until I had to use it. Right, like when Piru dies the first time, play it then. Or if you want to get something out of your graveyard, if you can do that with the mana that you have available to pace it out. But I'm, wor- I worry if you play this too early, it's going to give the game, it's going to give away the strategy a little too quick.
0: So here's the one counterpoint I have, and I agree because everything you actually said is accurate. The thing I would get worried about, though, and something I'm seeing more and more in the games that I play, how many cards does everyone have in hand? Okay, oh. well, let's let's all get a new hand. It's uh, happening more yeah, and like more me and more. So many wheel effects or hey, everyone, discard your hand and draw that many minus one. And sure, yeah, there's yeah, a yeah, lot yeah. of that happening now. So outside of the Frexing Reclamation-specific example, it's just the whole, if this is in your opener, don't rush it out to play it. I get a little worried, like, if I yeah. don't rush it out, I'm gonna end up
1: discarding it, and then I literally right, just some, can't because someone, it. and then you're screwed just because someone else has a bad hand, right? Yep. And like you can't get this back. Yeah, we're not running. I, I I'm not running any enchantment return cards in here. I tried You'd to probably...
0: find. I tried to find some stuff um, just because I wanted to like find ways to reuse like animate deads and things oh, like that. Right, right. Um, but yeah, no, uh, Mardu's not what you would call enchantment colors. We saw that with the Toad Rider as well, where we're paying
1: eight mana to get one back to <laughs> your hand.
0: Totally worth it. Totally worth it. All right, Tuck. Okay. All right,
1: give us your next hop. So this is the one in the middle, and I think this was almost a yeast, but I changed it to make room. Um, Gift of Immortality. How about a little noise for that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, uh, yeah. No, incredible. I mean you just have to have it. <laughs> Two colorless and a white for an Enchantment Aura. It's a rare Enchant creature. When an enchanted creature dies, return that card to the battlefield under its owner's control. Return this. Uh, return Gift of Immortality to the battlefield. Attach that creature at the beginning of the next end step. Um, and this one is gotten up in price a little bit. It's around three fifty, just as your hair under that. So, in my opinion, this is one that is going to get you the most value
0: yep. if you can cast it. Um, it is a premier enchantment because it's the whole modal decision by your opponents. Yep. Do I get rid of the creature and then it just comes back? Or do I get rid of Gift of Mortality, then get rid of the creature? Or do I get rid of the creature, it comes back, then I get rid of the creature again? Right. It's like,
1: how many removal things am I wasting? And I love the fact that it's at the beginning of the next end step. Yep. So, like, you can do this on, if you have your sacrifice outlets, you can just keep wiping the board. Yeah, you can keep wiping the board over and over and over again, mm-hmm. um, which will be very in handy. The card we'll be talking about Ooh, yours. all right. Well, the next one I want to talk
0: about is definitely a very popular legend. Oh. We're talking Ailey Eternal Pilgrim. Mm. So this is going to be Orzob. So white and black to cast. Legendary creature, core cleric, 2-3, death touch. Not really that relevant. But pay colorless. Sacrifice another creature. You gain life equal to that sacrificed creature's toughness. Um, And then technically, Colorless Orzov Sacrifice Another Creature, Exile Target, Non-Lane Permanent, Activate this if you have at least 10 or more life than your starting life title. Completely irrelevant for this deck. Um, But Tuck, I think this is a perfect blend with your Treasonous Ogre.
1: Right, yeah. Hey,
0: Trigger's on the stack, let me sacrifice it, I'm going to gain 7, and then I may have to pay 12 or whatever for the Treasonous Ogre to get back out, but it's better than me just paying 12, because I actually really just paid five exactly yeah i like
1: and and it's legendary yeah so important right and it's colorless to activate so you don't yeah. need a color being yeah. three colors I'm, so. I'm here for it and i wouldn't sleep on the last one um, really
0: i just don't think i'm ever going to be that over i mean i'm maybe so? 41 or 42 and i get it piru's gaining me life but i think because he's so absurdly expensive
1: he's not going to be on the
0: battlefield for long well it's going to be more one of those what mardu does very well Kind of like how Mono Black, how do they draw cards? Pay life, pay life, yeah. Mardu, you generate mana by paying life, mm-hmm. and so I just yeah. think I'm going to be dumping my life, and so Phyrexian, I, Phyrexian altar Alter or yeah, uh, Reclamation, re- right? yes, yeah, like, and so I think Ailey will just be more or less keeping me in that twenty five to thirty. 35 right. range, somewhere in there. Because I think this deck, once I start getting to the teens, it's like I can't cast Piru now, and what do I do? Yeah, and you're in just bottom
1: man mode. The- yeah. I also like that it's an instant speed you can do as much as you want. So if yep. you do have a full board that, like, and someone tries to blast you with a comet storm, they have just the right amount of mana.
0: And the other piece, we didn't talk, I mean, you talked about trees in a soger It's not a legend. Right. Piru's still there at the upkeep, and it's like, okay, I got like four mana. I got four um non-legends and Piru. How do i want to do this like okay you know let me do Peru because i'm going to get my seven but then let me do these th- other three right. so that way i get something from the exchange
1: sure yeah totally agree there i like it I all like, right I like it. cool well what's your final hop all right so this one is good for the whole board just in case wait a minute what was that about whoa rise of the hobgoblins yeah exactly what the fuck's that wait uh is that good no that's well what mm, hmm? nah, that, that's what? not really good <laughs> uh it's not what i'm trying to do either i think i have this so i might have to search again uh yeah here we go okay so i'm talking about soul so five colorless for this enchantment or sorry artifact not enchantment on here at all tap choose any number of target creatures each of those creatures gains persist until end of turn which means when it dies it has no one one counters on it return to the battlefield under its owner's control with a one minus one minus one great with that other guy you talked about exactly 175 um there's this is also incidental boardwide protection for your entire board Right? Not mm. from Piru, but from everyone else. Okay. Because it's any number of target creatures. If you really want to be a dick, uh, which I would like to be, this is also a political <laughs> card where if someone's commander gets blown up, you can just be like, hey, I'm not doing anything. Like, if I give you, <laughs> what if I give you a little help? Like, just a little help. Just a little help. Just, just a little thing. You know, maybe you can help me out next turn while I'm slowly building back to cast my commander again.
0: So... I love this card. Yep. I think it's great. And you've already started to put in little little trinkets that's going to get around its one bad side. Exactly. It's the Persist piece. Mm. So, um, yeah, I, I'm a fan. Honestly, this is a card I need to put in Shirai yeah. so that it can help me, A, keep my other non-power one or lesses alive, but then also because it reduces everyone's power and Shirai checks their power when they hit the graveyard. Right. Maybe some of those two and three power ones are now actually one or zero power. And now they do come back.
1: And it protects Shirai as well, right? Yeah. gets blown up all the time.
0: Oh my gosh, so many times. I like it. I, I like, like it. One. All right. My final uh, <laughs> is a card that I have always I laughed at. <laughs> uh, we're talking Vish Call Blood Arbiter, uh, Aloro's lazy cousin. Here?
1: I feel like it's hot down here. No,
0: it's cold down here. It is? Yes. Uh, four colorless, white, black, black, legendary creature, Vampire. It's a, it's gold. a. I almost said it's a gold. It's a rare. It's gold. It also went, it also went gold. It didn't, couldn't go platinum, <laughs> but it went gold. Uh, it's a five, five with flying and lifelink. Done. Sacrifice a creature. Put X plus one, plus one counters on Vish call blood arbiter where X is a sacrifice creature's power. Free sack outlet. We're here for it. Yep. Here's what I kind of do like. Remove all plus one, plus one counters from Vish call. Target creature gets negative one, negative one until end of turn for each plus one, plus one counter on it. Remove this way. Yeah. So, oh, and then this guy is, I'm pretty sure, dirt cheap. Yeah, oh, yeah. wow, 61 cents. 61 cents, yeah. Uh, or I can get the Commander 2011 launch party <laughs> for fo- $30. Which is just
1: the foil version of the Commander one. But it has the Commander symbol. Oh, that's true. Sure. You can't put a price on that, right? You can't put a price you on it. can't put $30. Well, apparently they did.
0: <laughs> uh, so I really like this guy. He is very top-end. But I look at this as almost like a pseudo-backup commander. I was just going to
1: say that. So yeah.
0: he, he's going to do modal things for me. He's a hop, and he's a yeast. Hop side, he's sacrificing Piru. He's being able to use the, ca- like, 7 yeah. plus 1 plus 1 counters. That's a zone. lot. That's yeah. a ton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's almost like, well... I'm going to remove seven. Piru does, or I'm going to sacrifice him, get seven counters. Piru does seven damage to all the non-legends. Oh, your guy's still alive. Let me uh, remove some yeah, counters and get that it, negative. Yeah. I'll just kill it.
1: Kill Blightsteel, kill an Instructible Commander. Yep. It gets around a lot. Uh, my main point was this is just the backup commander, right? Like, mm-hmm. you find him late game. He's a great target for reanimation of any varietal, right? Getting those counters going with him. Is he actually the secret commander for the deck?
0: Like, Piru's there keeping the board small, but he always has to get sacrificed at the upkeep. And when he comes back, he doesn't have yeah. haste. So is it always? Is it like try to get Vish call, and then you're sacrificing Piru and throwing seven counters I mean, on Vish call over and over? That would be pretty. Yeah. And, and people are like, "Oh, well, he's
1: not the commander. We got to stop him from getting Piru back." Right, and in my head, I'm like, loop. <laughs> That's all right." Now it's a 2020. Yeah. Whatever. And it's coming in, getting your life back, and then they're feeding in the trees the org, which comes back here, Ooh. and it's got counters on it, so it feeds into the other guy. Slam dunk! Slam dunk! I thought you're going to go with the life gain, life loss vampire, who is V something or another. Oh. Yeah. Veto? Yeah. Yeah. He's, we're going to veto him out of this deck. <laughs> Boom! Those, well, two, those two improv classes always
0: pay off. That's going to wrap up the hot profile. Now we're going to head over to my favorite section today, specifically in the yeast package. So I did it a little unorthodox. And I know we kind of do that for theory crafting. Okay. Usually we just talk about a single yeast card perk. But theory crafting, it's like, well, let's talk about synergies and combos. Right, right, right. Well, what I did is, what's the thing that's going to help me win, and what are the couple cards that are going to do it that okay. could be in the deck? So first thing, we got to be able to get Piru back early and often, and for as little investment as possible. Sure. So a couple cards that are going to do this is going to be good old oh, Micaiah's the Unhallowed.
1: Mike, Our old pal Mike. Three yes. colorless,
0: black, 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 mythic, for God, $41.
1: You have a copy of this, don't you? I have you? many copies. You do? Yeah. Um, oh, Legendary I got I this off my box stopper. No, I got Balefire Dragon. That's what I got, too. Oh, did, oh yeah, that's right.
0: We both got screwed. <laughs> uh, Legendary <laughs> creature, zombie cleric. It's a mythic. It's a 5-5 five, five with intimidate. Whenever a human deals damage to you, destroy it. It's never been that relevant. I, I feel like if may, maybe that's more important in like a modern environment or a legacy yeah. or a human tribal, but we don't really see human tribal
1: yeah that's true it's the worst part of the card well I guess it intimidates slightly yeah, worse, yeah. But like, um, it's it's not near as good as the last half but yeah. like Rafika the many decks like the the um, Minsk deck there are some human commanders hmm. that are Voltroni that might make a decision but I agree it's, it's yeah cringe.
0: but the more important part is the other non-humans I control get plus one plus one and have undying so when they die if it had no counters on it it comes back with a counter which Tuck already set it up we're gonna be able to remove counters <laughs> Um, and then the other card that'll be accompanying him, and is I also like good that, old Santa Claus.
1: <laughs> I also like on that card that it's just a static plus one plus one. Mm-hmm. Like so, eight, no counter. Eight, yep. eight to seven is a, I think, a decent increase over time, right? Like mm-hmm. makes it a lot easier to kill somebody. But
0: then when he dies, he'll be a nine. Yeah, right. and that's that's a lot. Oh, yeah, that's a lot. Um, but then the accompanying card will be felled into the third path. So a colorless red, sure. red, legendary creature, human artificer, two, three, two colorless red, tap, create a token that's a copy of target creature in your graveyard, except it's an artifact in addition. Gains haste, sacrifice it at the beginning of the next end step. So literally, Mike is going to just, hey, he died, yeah. he comes back, let's figure out a way to get the counter off. He dies, he comes back, and it's just a free way to do it. Really, the only rigmarole is figuring out how to get rid of the counter. Right, right, right. Even if you don't, it's still like you get it free every other turn.
1: Yeah, I agree, and I think this is also be funny where it's like, we you run out Frexian Reclamation early, right? Yeah. And they're like... All right, cool. Like, put them in the graveyard, disenchant, right? Yeah. You're like, all right, like, I'll just do this instead, which is better, like arguably, yeah. right? Yeah, Felden
0: to the Third Path, I think, is actually secretly amazing in this right. deck yeah. because it allows me to hit people for seven with Piru, get seven life back because it has lifelink, and I'm still
1: going to do my seven board, right. wipe and wipe Felden out. lives. Yeah. yeah, absolutely.
0: And think about this another level. If I could figure out a way to. Uh, have Felden untapped during each other player's turn and be able to create a, a, a Piru each time, like, that would be pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, now, you know, it, and I will say, because I know people are probably rushing to keyboards, and I even had to, like, double-check <laughs> it. Uh, it's not at, if he dies at upkeep, he does seven damage, just period, if he dies. So if someone murders it, seven yeah, damage to yeah. everything. So the Felden thing, like, that could almost be, like, a pseudo-weird lock. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. a mana rock, him, unwinding clock and just every turn I'm bringing back piru and it's just like no one gets to keep a board but I always have the option on
1: my turn to hit people for seven so on my end I'm talking to, we're talking about like hits Zetsu, fan the broker you have fold in the third path all activated abilities that are all good do we think running like a thousand year elixir so that we can do these activated abilities immediately and then untap and redo them again oh might 100%. be the right Would that be that's oh, right right yeah. that's in Especially because that plays into one of my hops coming up soon, which you are going to hate, but I'm very excited. Well, tell me about your first yeast okay. card. Oh, yeast. That's what I meant. Um, all right. I'm pretty sure you have this in here. You have to because you hate this card and, and it's it, like... We're, we're lined we're up on this? it okay. and it's one of
0: the ones that I was like, that and it's other Yes, as okay. Well. That's exactly
1: what I was going to yeah. do as well. All right. So do, do you we want to do the red one first? Sure. Okay, ready? Three, two, one. Brash Taunter! And then the second one is three, two, one, stuffy doll. <laughs> or as God. they call it, the taint puncher or the taint brusher, ah, if you will. It's awful. But it's so it's so good. No, and, no, it it is so good. It's just awful
0: because people just slam you, it no. in so many decks.
1: It, yeah, I don't So okay, Brash well let's do Brash Honor first. Brash so okay. Honor four I'll read the I'll just read the whole thing. You can read Stuffy Doll. about that? All right. All right. So four colors in red for a creature goblin, one one, uh indestructible. When it is dealt damage, it deals that much damage to target opponent. Two colorless and tap. Uh, Brash Taunter fights another target creature, and then I love the flavor text. Got to, got to get a little noise out to that. You hit like a kobold. I feel like there are people that just run this in every deck, and to me, that is like so dumb. I, it, it, it's, it's not. I feel Sol like Ring Command Tower. esque yes. I feel like this is like. If you want to do that, that's like the 106th card in the deck, Mm -hmm. right? Like, okay, you're putting that for just because you like it, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe not because it's got the ultimate value in it. That's fair. But the thing that's cool about this that I like is the fight ability. That's how you get the, that's how you also gain an incidental Mm lifelink off it as well from that. Um, And this card is just going to be a house in this deck, right? Like, dealing damage to target opponents left, right, and center, um, blocking big creatures that come through. You are playing this card for a reason in here. But there is one card that I have in here, which is a little bit of a nombo with these ones. Hmm. So you have to be really smart about when you play Oof. them. Yeah.
0: Okay, so this can't be an in-the-tank game then. No. Um, and so, yeah, on, uh, last thing on Brash Hunter for me, I love it, um, especially because even if he's out, you know, on one turn, can't do anything, upkeep, up, yeah. Piru's on the stack. Hey, I'll pay three and have Brash Hunter fight Piru. I'll gain seven life. I'll deal seven to someone's face. Piru still dies, deals 7 damage to everything, deals 7 damage to your face, and yeah. so it's like 3 mana, I dealt 14, gained 7, Oh, I yeah, like that, I'll take that, I'll take all, that all day. All day. Yeah. 7, so- which
1: is command da- damage too, right? Yeah, it's blockers, it's really, really strong. Well, it wouldn't be command damage. Well, if you attacked first, so you attack in with Piru. There's no, I'm saying an upkeep. Oh, up- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah the okay. upkeep,
0: because yeah. I, th- I really, like, this will be another piece of the deck, guys, that I'm not talking about, and I doubt you are, it's the haste enablers, Oh, so yeah. you're, you're going to have to put anger in the deck, yep. so that way Piru has Haste. Hammer, Purphorose uh, effect, Lightning, sort of Greaves, yeah. things like that, because the big, big nombo with Piru is you cast him, next upkeep, you have to pay three mana to keep him alive, yeah. or he's going to blow up, and then you have Command Tax and Summoning Sickness. Yeah. So, um, but Stuffy Doll's the other piece of this, uh, so still five mana, but it's all colorless. Lillian it's easier. an artifact creature construct. It's a zero one one indestructible. When it ETBs, choose a player. Um, whenever Stuffy Doll is dealt damage, Uh, It deals that much damage to the chosen player, and then you can tap Stuffy Doll to have it deal one damage to itself. So um, one thing that we haven't talked about, both of these cards enable Theater of Horror
1: on even a very small level.
0: Um, Hey, I don't want to pay four mana to deal damage to someone. Let me do three, or let me do uh, this one. Um, So yeah, both of them are great. You have to have them in there. I don't think I'm going to try to do any type of infinite loop type thing with it. I don't think I'm really interested in that. I think I really want to try to keep it to the board wipe and
1: then trying to figure out just funny ways to fling around sure. this damage. Now, I, you've taken these two cards out of a lot of decks. Can you think of another deck that we've talked about or that you own that you've willingly put these into? Uh, no. Okay, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of one either. All right, well, my final yeast
0: card, I hope you're proud of me for this, because I'm pretty <laughs> proud.
1: We're, it's a legend!
0: It's a legend! We're putting in Brian Stoutarm!
1: I, you know...
0: Two colorless <laughs> uh, Boros, so red and white, legendary creature, giant warrior, it's a 4-4, and it's a rare with lifelink. Got a lot of these lifelink like, legends. Uh Pay a red, tap, sack another creature, Brian Stoutarm deals damage equal to the sacrifice creature's power to a
1: target player. So... I think and this, another, and this card is what, like a dollar? 40. 40 cents. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you can pay, you get the oversized one for 270. Perfect. <laughs> so, the thing I really
0: like about this, and, and I didn't talk about it in the intro, is I think we're going to have also a healthy amount of fling effects. Right.
1: Yeah. Fling yeah.
0: Piru, be able to like do things out of it. And so, Brian is just another way to keep him around. He's legend, so he'll never die. And it gives me a way to use Piru. And I think as many of these activated sacrifice creatures for things
1: as we can have, we'll always find
0: things to leverage for Piru.
1: Well, and like, you can do, again, to the Thousand Year Elixir, Mm -hmm. right? Like, now you can even, you can partner this potentially with um, Fane, the broker, if you create those Inklings and sacrifice them to gain more value, untap this, get something bigger, um, untap him. So, I mean, do you think now that Thousand Year Elixir is in the deck? Yeah, 100%. right. And yeah. and you and it also lets them all do it at haste speed too. So mm-hmm. I think it, I think it's a big win. Yeah, me too. Okay. All right. Well, what is your
0: next yeast? Yeah. I got
1: I got three more. Three. I have two more options. Two of them do the similar thing. Oh, okay. And I have one more from that, which is kind of a spice card, but it can win you the game. It can win or lose you the game more often than my actual Spice. Okay. That's why it's in here. All right. So the first one is the Scourge. It uh, was the Scourge. It was like our Torbrand oh. winter here. Uh, Torbrand, whatever his name is. Uh, fan of Redfell from the Trash set. Sure. The Vacted set. It's terrible. Uh, colorless triple red for a 2-4 legendary creature, Dwarf Noble. It's legendary. Go figure. If a red source you control would we'll deal damage to an opponent or a permanent an opponent controls, it deals that much, plus 2 damage instead. And he still call oh, oh less than a dollar uh, a buck yeah so like this is the easy this is the first easy one right where you're just like okay cool Piru's red his ability's red he's gonna deal nine damage instead of seven when he's attacking or board wipe pretty straightforward so you my opinion is you rush this guy out and he's a yeah. bait right because he's legendary so he'll stick around right fair right so that's that's the low one but then then late game if you can finally settle the board down a little bit. What you can do is you can bump out our old pal, Gisela. Gisela?
0: Is, is it Gisela? Gisela? G- what is she? Is the mother of geese?
1: <laughs> the Dracula <of> geese. <laughs> the, she's I the ca- angel of geese. I want to suck your eggs. <laughs> Nailed it. You don't like that one? The, like her card or the no, way you the, say it? No, the I want to suck your eggs from the geese? Because geese lay eggs? Like the golden goose? Oh you tried. Hold on. Well, if you if if you if you if you don't like it then this one either. <laughs> so, okay, four colorless uh, and that is a red double white uh for a 5/5 five, five flying first strike legendary creature angel. I have to
0: pause cuz I had to look up a rule and you were right. I was wrong. I'm going to gain 7 happens? life from yeah! every creature. <laughs>
1: I told you. That is stupid. Yes, I told That's you. That's so dumb. That
0: is so dumb.
1: No, you'll be gaining nine life because you have Torbrand, and then you'll be gaining eighteen life because you have Casella, and Torbrand plays into Hidetsu. Wait, no, oh, it's not no. red. It's only a triggered ability. I told you. Okay, so now my last card is gonna make it's gonna make more sense. I already know what
0: it is. What? It's totally uh uh pay fifty life fifty damage. It sure is. We'll get to that shortly.
1: <laughs> All right. So uh, continuing along, if a source. Would deal damage to an opponent or permanent an opponent controls. That source deals doubles that damage to that player permanent instead. If a source would deal damage to you or a permanent you control, prevent half of that damage rounded up. So super top end. This is like the this, if you could. There's like a weird sub-build of this that if this and vilas broker of blood had partner. <laughs> maybe sure we had to be like if expropriate had partner it could <laughs> just be with uh doubling <laughs> if, 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 if expropriate, just had you can cast for the command zone. expropriate <laughs> with fork in the command zone <laughs> so fair i'm just saying it would be wild uh uh one of the, what we were wrong by the way if because remember we were talking about like certain creatures that we think we would have partner in sub we both were at some point agreed on edric mm-hmm. we were both horrendously wrong that really? card is way too good to be in with a deck with anything but it all right so
0: and also i think that should be our next deck building challenge partners that don't actually yeah. legally be partners and you th- can do any combination you want any any
1: i think okay real talk i think that's great i think i think, I think it'd be I think, hilarious i think, that's a new, I, think our, I think that's a new version of this Yeah. yes okay cool so anyways just to wrap this up real quick um you're gonna be dealing damage left yes. right, center this turns your commander into a two-turn clock where you're gaining life out the ass um it gives you double life when you board wipe uh which you're gonna gain a ton off of so yeah everything here is good but i do have one card left okay and this is the one that it could give you the open palm <laughs> but it might also give you the closed fist because if you have brash taunter or stuffy doll you yourself will be feeling the repercussions uh, or you yourself will be really will be feeling the repercussions <laughs> Or you yourself hold on is it a oh it's a p e r you yourself will be feeling the reper repercussions and, see, and the great thing is we 're not editing any of this out, so you guys are just
0: literally listening so, to talk talk on repeat so you yourself
1: will, will deal with the repercussion <laughs> colorless red red for an enchantment uh whenever a creature is dealt damage, repercussion deals that much damage to that creature's controller. And this one is going to set you back a little bit at twenty seven dollars. Oh my god, yeah. that might just kill my opponents. So that's so. This is the thing, right? Like, this is if you draw this, you know that like Stuffy Doll and Brash Hunter are dead cards for you because they're going to start dealing that damage back to you because you own. them. But I guess you gain the life anyway, so what's the difference? But it's not like infinite. No, no, so, yeah, no, I would just take the initial Wait, seven. No. No, no, no. This has no downside for you if you have Brash Tawner because when it dies, it has lifelink. So it deals a 7 to Brash Tawner. You take 7, but you gain 7. It deals 7 to Stuffy Doll. It takes seven, but you gain seven. Oh, yeah. Right? Like So completely washes out for you. Yeah. So there is no downside. To yeah, this. there is no yeah. negative. Hey! <laughs>
0: as, long as, as long as it's Piru doing the damage yes, and stuff. Right. Hat, that specific As opposed to someone... Any,
1: any other thing I'm also feeling. Someone... Out. Well, yeah, if you have your like your big army of non-legendary creatures and someone's like, I'm just going to blasphemous act, you're like, I'm not in a good way. <laughs> I'm probably not going to win this one. So you got to pay the piper a little bit for this one. But this is a cool
0: card. I like it. And yeah. it's old. That art is kind of sick. Yeah. Uh, it's like weird. I'm assuming giant Japanese or Indian like gods. maybe I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> I thought you like it. <laughs> I do like it. Well, guys, that's going to wrap up the yeast section. Now we're going to head over to the spice. And we already know what Tuck is
1: talking about. So just take it away. Uh, Flex Reservoir Yeah. four colors For an artifact Should be legendary Whenever you cast a spell Irrelevant You gain one life For each spell You cast this turn Pay 50 life Flex Reservoir Deals 50 damage Target or player And let's see how much This has spiked Up to $14 Shocker uh, Yeah So now that you actually Are gaining life off it This has turned into A pseudo yeast The yes. problem is Is that as soon as You play this You're The quickest way For you to Lose the game Is by player em- Elimination <laughs> And you're just going to get ganged up on and just get your life total rocketed to zero. I, I think you're forgetting. That happens to me anyways. That's true. So literally, you might as well just play into it. Literally,
0: right? yeah. I, when I was on stream with Tomer uh, for game one, I, I was playing a Atraxa and I did nothing. Literally nothing. And everyone just kept hitting me. And I died. I think I was the first one to die. Really? Yeah. But you clap back on second game, right? Second game, yeah, I mean, I popped off, like, turn four. What did you play? Uh, Shirai. Oh, nice. Yeah. I, uh, Tomer, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I know he had seen it because he was on that stream, but he was just kind of, like, dumbfounded. He was like, wait, what? And then I was, like, doing the loops on everyone's yeah, yeah. turns. And uh, and it didn't help because I had a black mark and I ended up getting to, like, 20 oh. in one turn. Yeah. So it was kind of their fault. But anyways, uh, Aetherflux, yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a good spice. And I've, I would have poo-pooed it until I learned that rule. But also, inherently, a lot of these legends we've talked about have been Lifelink.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I, I think
0: yeah. I, as much in the beginning of the cast I talked about, I think I'm going to be living 25 to 35. I actually think I probably could be in the 80s and 90s. But this deck, I think, is going to be a massive pendulum swing right. to where the, the norm is going to be 25 to 35. But
1: I could very easily go from 80 to 5 right. or 5 to 80. Someone has, uh, someone's playing a token stack, and you get Piru out early, yeah. and then you just blast them, you gain like 40. Right.
0: So we talk about it. We do not share notes coming into here. (laughs)
1: Okay.
0: Uh, This is a card I saw um, from the Belby player um, on Tomer's stream. Okay. And I thought it'd be very cute because of the interaction with Micchaeus. But then you started talking about all of these counter rigmaroles. So we just inherently, we worked out to have synergy. So I think Thrall Parasite's great for this deck. Uh, A single black, creature Thrall. It's not a legendary, so it's going to die real hard. Uh, it does have and extort. A
1: single 1-1 one, one as well. Yep.
0: It's just a 1-1. One, one. Um, whenever you cast a spell, you may pay black, and you can also do white, but it's black. Um, if you do, each opponent loses one life and you gain that much. Um, sure. Tap, pay two life, remove a counter from target, non-land permanent. So initially, yeah, I just had it in here. I was like, well, it'd be nice like when I have Mike out there to be able to remove that counter, be able to keep him around, at right. least do it once. Because this is basically one mana, two life, your uh, decayed card. It's kind of the same oh, thing. Oh, yeah,
1: sure. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, I could put this out early game and remove counters from my opponent's stuff, so it could kind of be a hop card. Maybe it could be a yeast card, because it allows me to remove counters, so I could add a counter to do a thing. Culture about- of yeah, a bunch of times. So, sure. yeah, th- this card, I think, is going to be a chameleon for this right. deck. It's going to be in a lot of things, and I think there will be times where it's on the field, and people are like, we have to kill that, or he's going to win.
1: Right. And, again, like, Planeswalker's about to pop off. Yeah, Not anymore. Um, a divinity counters put on something, not anymore, mm-hmm. right? Like it's kind of got those weird like subtleties to it. Um, and it's only thirty eight cents. Yeah. So, so if it doesn't work, who cares? Sure. Yeah. Put it in your cube, uh, or maybe not. I don't Actually, know. Actually,
0: I'd probably just put it in uh, Shirai. Oh yeah. Yeah. There we go. Wait, why isn't it in there already? I didn't know it existed.
1: <laughs> I like it. I think it's a great spice card. I think this could win you the game. um And I think that this has like a lot of sinky, sneaky interactions. Do you agree though that there's a medium to high potentiality that this card could come down and do nothing and die. No, oh, probably. But I mean, you can make that argument. You can make that argument about it. Yeah. Right? Like Tollbrand Brand comes down and dies immediately. It doesn't do anything. Yeah. Right? So that's, that's a fool's, that's a fool's errand. For sure. Well, guys,
0: we're at the end of the episode and thank you so much for, for lasting. And if you enjoyed it, please leave a five-star review. Follow us. Uh, like the episode, leave a nice little comment wherever you listened or potentially watched us at. Uh, If you'd like to get a hold of us, here's how you can do that. You can reach me at Mr. Comment number five on Twitter. I'll spell that except for the five. Big Tuck, do you still have what's called, let me see if I can say it in a weird way like you're saying everything, Tweeter? The tweets, if you
1: will. Uh, I do. I'm at Big Tuck tweeting and I posted a real spicy one about how soon preview seasons are stacking up. So I really got people there. I felt pretty good about that. Uh, And I think I got five likes, all of which were from the collective. Nice. So feel good about that. Well,
0: uh, you can also reach our main account at CMD Tower on Twitter as well. That's where you'll see a lot of the episode announcements. That's where you're going to see giveaway announcements and even new product drops. Um, We will have this theory craft on Tapped Out and an article posted on the website, cmdtower.com slash BNBE128. Now, we obviously uh, want to give a, a little shout out to our video engineer at underscore Tcoats as well. Tyler does all the video stuff for the cast. Now, as much as we're not doing cards and a lot of stuff on YouTube, and he may prove me to be a liar and do it this episode, but that's okay. <laughs> um, hopefully, he does like a funny gif being like,
1: he's a liar.
0: Um, but, you know, he does do it for all the news stuff, the specialty episodes, the collective diagnosis, a lot of, he does a lot of work for the channel, we're, we're very, very proud to have him as part of the team. Yeah, um, So, if you guys have any projects you'd like to engage him on, definitely feel free to reach out to him, and if you want things to improve, he's the one to let you, let let know and then he'll let us know if it's realistic, audio, video, any of that type of stuff. Now we would love uh, any type of support you feel like you could give through our patreon patreon.com slash 5 tower um, from a dollar, five, fifteen, twenty five. We have a tier that could fit just about any budget. Um, and all of them give you benefits, whether it's the dollar tier and it's more soft values, discord, chances to be on the show, shout outs, things like that. Um, or in the higher ones, you actually get physical swag, like playmats, sleeves, tokens, things like that. So anything that you could do, we would really appreciate it. Um, we're definitely trying to uh, reach some bigger goals here in 2022. We've expanded out the team, um, and we definitely want to keep you know improving the content. Now, if you're an existing patron member, uh, you can refer anyone, and we will give you some free swag for doing so. Just make sure you let us know on Patreon. Go grow the collective or infect. Now, we do have a store, cmdtower.com/slash merch, where we do sell like our Jun Holiday sweater. We sell our foils, uh, bruise and builds playmat, uh, as well as like coins and other stuff like that. Um, so, if you have anything that you've been looking to get, head over to the store. Tucked did a great job getting the website revamped, so no more error codes. Thank God. Uh, I think I think we can actually be editing the site while someone's on the site.
1: That's what. That's my understanding.
0: That's, Ugh, it, it's it crazy. Is
1: performing, it is performing as it's supposed to be. <laughs> Why am uh, this up?
0: And now uh we do have a great sponsor where uh you know we're starting to get a little bit of investment from. So if you guys could go support abyssproxyshop.com, make sure you use the code CMD Tower. It's gonna get you ten percent off of any sized order. And here's the cool thing, if he already has a promo going on his website, they're stackable. So if he has, hey, you can get I think he was selling like the Japanese mystical archive fetch lands that I helped him design for like 28 bucks for 10. Yeah,
1: yes, it's just, yeah. And so then yeah, you can use the
0: deal. 10% on that. And so it's like you're getting a bunch of fetch lands for $25. Yes. Like that's a really, really good deal considering yeah. they're very nice quality. I,
1: I already have like $50 of stuff in my cart. <laughs> And, and yes, and, we're we're and using and we're using and fake and, emails so we can, we can also get the I'll discount be using the code. <laughs> uh,
0: so guys, you definitely go hook him up. Um, he also does do custom decks. So he's the one that did the Game of Thrones, did the uh, Mystical Archive uh, Exploring Japan deck with Nigila for me. Um you just have to send over the art and he'll pretty much create create whatever you want. And, so
1: and from someone who's seen both of those in real life, they are really high quality. Like they, they mm-hmm. look great, um, really beautiful designs, and the way he prints the cards out, they look they yeah. look excellent
0: so tuck we're at the end of the episode and i did actually have a name for it what would you have called this deck just curious
1: oh, um not to be confused with peer whimsical rascal or whatever it is
0: so i called it slimy uh, legends with a finger, finger. on the button
1: Man, if I had a nickel for every time I've been in that situation. Well, I
0: feel like the cards that you and I talked about, it's literally that. It's like a bunch of legends. Are you going to build this, do you think? I'm leaning towards it. If I could build it for under 100. With what um, you got lying
1: around? Yeah. So, then I'd probably do it. So do you retire Kalia then, or do you keep her in the back burner, and this becomes your second Mardu, or so do you keep her the one?
0: Here's how I do that, because we try to do that with my Aloro deck. But then when I went through to build my new Esper deck, my oh, dungeons, it was like, like nothing yeah, in here it was ju- like usable. cards. So yeah. it's like I might as well just leave you together. Mm-hmm. So the, I think I'm gonna do that with Kalia. I'll go through, figure out the expensive staples that I need. Right. Or just any of the cards. And if it's like I only needed nine cards from the deck, I'll either just go rebuy them or go to abyssproxyshop.com using code CMD Tower. Um, and just go get some playtest versions yeah. of Micaeus or stuff like that. Um, so that's kind of where my mind is at. So it'll more kind of depend on the net new stuff that I don't own. Yeah. If, if some of those dragons or stuff, yeah, yeah. stuff like that starts to get real expensive, then probably not. But I, I may like digitally build it and, hey, I'm offloaded some stuff. Maybe I go buy it. Sure. I'm really trying this year. I'm not spending any of my bank account dollars on magic product. Really? I can only do it if For I sold or
1: trade like period. anything. Wow. Anything.
0: I I Because I got the wedding I got to pay for. It. Yep. So it's like, hey, last year. You're, you it was, literally
1: have cards on every surface down here. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, and last year it was not buying sealed product. Thank God I have a great fiance that would still feed my uh, need for, Just for greed. Just a taste. Just taste. a taste. But this year it's no bank account dollars are going to go to that. I if I earn so. money some other way or if someone hands me a $5 look, bill,
1: that's not bank only, account you, dollars. Look, we, all, we all know your OnlyFans is going to pick up this year. It's going to be big. Um, uh, but no, on, this was really fun. Like, yeah, I, I thought this deck was really cool. Um, I think the card I think this is a really I think this is a, a kind of creature or legend that people kind of would gloss over. Oh yeah. Because it's so expensive and it's made mm-hmm. the upkeep. But I think if you compare this to all of the other older older dragons, besides like maybe Nicobolas, that's kind of that kind of has a pretty good ability. Um, yeah. I think his I mean Nicobolus is pretty Damning, yeah. isn't it
0: like he deals combat damage you have to discard, discard your, your hand. hand yeah or something insane yeah. like
1: that uh but i think that i think that this this new version of when it dies that's when it's helpful really mm. gives a card a lot of longe- longevity um and also a lot of really fun ways to build around so this was this was a really fun one to yeah. to research and to find these decks out for
0: and if only they had an alternate art hey
1: they have yeah, the a border hell yeah cue the music I do these live every time I'm back.